right, and we're off. All right, so I, I was I was dying. So you had <laughs> you, you said you had to you had to go three, feed your tortoise. Do yes. you have a pet tortoise? Yes, I have a pet tortoise. Wow. Yes. So how how long have you had them? They live like a really long time. Yeah, right? this one. Well, it depends it depends on their condi- the conditions they're living in and everything. I. I pretty much try to give her the best i can which is yeah pretty good actually for for a tortoise <laughs> but um yeah no they can live up to like anywhere between 60 and 100 years actually but That's more so towards wild yeah it's more towards the 60 when they're in captivity like this like like not in like the ideal conditions like if i had her outside and and in captivity it would yeah. she would probably live the maximum life but since she's indoors it's not as good as the sunlight like would be and i just don't yeah. have the the room to to put her outside and except for when i'm home and stuff yeah and where you live the weather's not always right no right i only yeah. there's only like four four to five months that i can really let her outside for a length of time so uh, so how long have you had her uh probably i'd say about four years now something like that wow yeah i watched a documentary one time with this lady that she had a pet turtle when she was a kid and it was um it was like uh you know like she was like 5 years old or something mm-hmm. and i think it was 6 so it was actually older than her and and now they're like both old ladies like now she's <laughs> she's like in her 50s and the and the turtle is too that's so wild to think that you could have a pet like your entire life yeah i know that's so wild it's tough i i that is so that's so crazy though that you have a pet tortoise um yep. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe it's not that crazy. <laughs> I don't know. We just went to this like exotic pet store one day and we're just like, oh my gosh, this tortoise is so cute. We're going to get it. So we're like, okay. <laughs> All right. Well. Welcome to Crowbar Kernel Panic, the podcast at the intersection of Linux and gaming. How do you like that? I took that from the last episode. We said that. And I thought it sounded good. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> this is episode two. Kind of episode one because it's the first real episode, but it's episode two. And um, uh, I copied this from what Leo says at the opening of me. Yeah, we're basically just open sourcing podcasting at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just plagiarizing what uh, Leo uses, which hey, is what Rob uses. It's not plagiarizing. It's open source, okay? It's fine. And so, uh, but I also thought this was good because we can learn from this, right? This is going to reveal some of the things that we should have that we don't. So, this is true. Um, he says, uh, live, live stream information is at yada, yada, yada. We don't have live stream information, um, even though uh, I do hope to live stream. Uh, yeah eventually maybe episode three maybe we can live stream yeah we can try it yeah i'd be down you know i i just kind of wanted to see how our, the first like real episode where we like have real content goes yeah, and, uh, yeah, you yeah. Know, as long as we don't blow anything up i'm i'm no i think i'm getting we say it. anything that we shouldn't which i don't think we will <laughs> <laughs> i doubt it um and uh let's see we're in the uh, oh yeah, he talks about the IRC. Yeah. We don't have an IRC, uh, unfortunately. I think the best way to get in touch with us is probably through. Actually, right now it's probably the Mintcast Discord, and yeah, so um, definitely, I, I'll put a link to that in the show notes to this episode. And uh, there's a gaming, there's a Linux gaming section now in the Mintcast Discord, and that's kind of where you and I hang out. So yep. for now, that's probably the best place to get in touch with us. 
And then also I have a link to the YouTube, so you can join us on YouTube. I'm sure that once we live stream, that's where it'll be. Yep. It'll be on, on YouTube. Um, but this is Bo. I'm trying to do it like Leo. So cheerful. <laughs> this is Bo. And with me, as always, is Josh. Hey. <laughs> and we're recording on Friday, March 5th, 2021. First up in our wanderings. I didn't even change the name of the wanderings. <laughs> Bo makes a goose egg omelet. Yummy. <laughs> Josh gets a new CPU. Then in the news, Steam Play versus Moonlight. Could NVIDIA be solving the graphics card problem? And Vel- Velheim is the new Linux gaming hotness. Um, in our review section, we discuss Elder Scrolls Online and the various ways to run and improve performance. And finally, the feedback and a couple of suggestions. We don't have any feedback. I'll just go ahead and I'll just go ahead and throw the, <laughs> there is that warning. The feedback beginning. may not be what you think. <laughs> <laughs> There's no feedback. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have been I've been making an omelet for a week, man. <laughs> yes, I know. I want to hear about this omelet. <laughs> better freaking taste good. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't know yet. I wouldn't know. Um <laughs> You and I, throughout since the last episode, you and I have kind of been chatting back and forth about different Linux games or games we might review on the podcast. But it kind of it kind of got me thinking about games that were like avail- natively available to Linux um, or to you know in via Steam and the the Steam OS uh, version of different games and, and that sort of thing. And uh, I told you about a game called Albion Online, and it's a isometric MMO. Um, to me, it reminds me of Diablo, but you actually played um, RuneScape, um, so you would probably be very familiar with sort of the style and the look of it. It's 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 compared to RuneScape a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, what I've seen of it, yeah, it seems like it. I still haven't got to play it because I haven't had a lot of time, but um, yeah. I definitely am going to try to play it a little bit to see what it's like. <laughs> it's a cool game, man. It's a cool game. It's like... Um, I think it's really fun, especially whenever you first start out. Like, it's a fun game to well, to make a new character in. Um, yeah. There's no levels in the game. Oh, really? It's, yeah, so it's an MMO, but there's no levels. Okay. You level up different skills, uh-huh. but you don't actually, like, have, like, a master, like, like you know, I'm a yeah, level three. or A main four. level, as we used to call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and there is, like, a, like, there is a character progression in the sense that like your character reaches certain achievements i forget what they're called but um the way you actually like kind of get better at the combat in the game is by being able to craft better and better gear Mm. um different tiers of gear so like my character has a tier four gear on and in order to get to tier five i need to go out and do tier four content to gather the materials needed and to uh, gain the skill points needed to craft tier So it's five a lot gear. of crafting. Oh, it's so much crafting. Okay. And that's what I okay. wanted to talk about today. So I on Monday, I I just I had to I've been working from home this week um because I've had like a lot of like meetings and like I had to sit through this like long like seminar type thing and uh so during that I was like, you know, I could listen to this and also have another monitor with something, <laughs> you know, like Albion open, right? And so I decided to start my account back. I actually started up my my old account. I was I was an Albion Online subscriber like when the game first came out. Oh wow! And uh, yes, I I jumped right on because because of the Linux availability. I was I was really right. excited about it. Um, 
And so uh, I log in. My I got all kinds of stuff going on. I got like a farm. I got like these animals. I got a I got an island. I got people on the island that like like are like hungry because like they are already there because you oh because yeah because you played before yeah 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 so they're already there so you have no idea where you're at <laughs> right I don't know where to start off yeah because I don't remember what I was doing oh. I don't remember I'm sure the game has changed so much in the last couple of years and and so I mean like I started playing like so early that like i i i was uh like i pre-released the game and you got like special you got like special stuff for doing that oh wow and um and now the game's free the free to play and it's on steam at that time it was also not available on steam and uh oh how did that work did you have to buy it again or uh no so uh that is an interesting question so if you if you get it on steam it actually has to be a different account than the one that you hmm. used on the non-Steam version of the game. Oh. So I have both right now because I thought, oh, well, I'll just install it on Steam. Right. And then I'll be able to log into my old account. But it doesn't work that way. If you huh. if you log in, it's a completely separate account. Um, so I would have had to start all over again. on it, And it wouldn't let yeah. me start on my regular email because it, it knew that there was already an account by that email. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty annoying. Um, to say the least. So I, um, I downloaded the client and ran it that way. And I, and the, the first thing I saw that I needed to do was this lady in my little island town. Um, she, her little food meter was all the way low. And so I was like, oh, well, you know, well, you neglected her for two years. <laughs> yeah. I've neglected, I've neglected these poor people for years. <laughs> um, and so I said, well, this is where I'll start. Let's see what she eats. And her favorite food was a goose egg omelet oh, no. and so I said, it okay, I can, yeah so this is where the omelet comes in right <laughs> so i said i could make an omelet that's no big deal and so i started looking into well all i i don't have any like farm area i don't have like any chickens or anything to get eggs from so how do i make a goose egg omelet so um i started looking into it and I could probably, I'm sure I could go to the auction house and like buy goose eggs or something and then just make the omelet. But I was like, how hard could it be? And so I said, okay, well, first thing I got to do is get goose eggs. And so in order to get goose eggs, I got to have geese, obviously. Well, I could buy geese, but I'm not allowed to raise them because I haven't leveled up my, my farming abilities enough. And so, well, how do I start doing that? So I had to get little chicks. And then feed the little chicks. Oh my gosh. And then they turn into chickens. And then the chickens have eggs. But she wants a goose egg omelet, not a chicken egg omelet. So then, you know, I got to do enough chickens that I can level up enough to be able to <laughs> harvest the goose. So this is anyway, like RuneScape. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've been egg. doing this since Monday. And I still don't have this. This woman still doesn't have an omelet. And she's still hungry. I haven't given her anything else. <laughs> so she's, she's literally living off the air. That's it. That's all she has. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could probably give her like something else. I think at this point, I, th- I think I just got eggs. I just got eggs today. And I think at this point I could make her an omelet. That's like a, not a goose egg omelet, but I'm like, maybe she'll like it principle. a little bit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, I'm just like, you know what? It's the principle of it. I just, she, she wanted a goose egg omelet. I'm getting her a goose yep. egg omelet. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh my gosh. So how does this like, cooking thing uh, like when once you get to that point like how does it work do you just like go to a furnace or whatever stove and just cook the thing or is there like a process yeah you know what's funny is i don't even know i think (laughs) (laughs) so once you get there you don't even know if you have the level to to cook the goose egg (laughs) i just know 
I just know I don't even have the materials yet, so I've not even tried. But oh yeah, I'm God. pretty sure that you go talk to because I have made things in the past, right? Um, whenever I was playing before, and I think you just go talk to like there's like a cook guy in town. Mm-hmm. You go talk to him, and he shows you what you can make. Okay. I never played RuneScape, but I imagine it's similar. It's very like what you're describing is very similar. Similar. Mm-hmm. Very similar. <laughs> It's a fun game. I mean, I, I I do like the game a lot. Like, I'm joking about all the crafting, but I do like the game a whole lot. And the basis of the game is crafting, so I get why it's so it's so tiered in the way it is. If it wasn't, you know, there wouldn't be much to do. Like, that's what the game is based on. Right. Even the combat system is based on crafting because, you know, you right get now I'm gear. doing tier four dungeons. Right, yeah. You see, that's, and, that's the difference between RuneScape and that is the crafting isn't as hard on your um it does make a difference to your combat but it's more the level of your different skills in the combat that made the difference Hmm. yeah as far as the skills in the combat so like for example i my character i'm I'm picking up where i left off but i remember i remember why i made the build that i did back when i did i was trying to make a like a really tanky character that had a lot of cc and so um the gear that i've crafted for him I've specifically picked out the, like, whatever abilities you have is based on the mm-hmm. gear you make. And so oh, okay. I've specifically picked out the gear that gives me all the CC abilities and all the taunting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I always play by myself, so I don't really know why I even <laughs> need a tank. They're not going to be aggroed on anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Just fun to but, beat uh, down on everyone once in a while. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I quit playing the, when I quit playing Albion online, um, and if anybody plays Albion out there, uh, listening or wants to, Please write in or, or join us on the Discord. I'd love to play with other people, honestly. But um, I remember the reason why I quit before was the community was extremely PvP focused. I mean, the game is oh, very focused yeah. around PvP, and I feel like they've they've added there's more there's more PVE features there now than there was when I first started. So I feel like they've added more into the game as far as PvE goes. But also this week, I've been venturing into some of the PvP zones because the way the game works is you have like different color zones. And Mm -hmm. in certain zones, you're at no risk of losing any of your gear if you get killed or anything like that. Right. But then in some other zones, um, if you, if you die or you get killed by another player, they can, they can loot either some or some or all of your gear. That's exactly like RuneScape. Yep. Yeah, and so I was kind of nervous to go into some of those other zones, mm-hmm. but this uh, this weekend <laughs> I, I did, and and it was it was not bad. I mean, I didn't get in any. Nobody tried to kill me, is what I'm saying. Like nobody tried. So right, right. Well, if you if you don't look like you're like, unless you get a really jerky guy that just comes and kills you because it just kills everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But most of the time they leave you alone if you're a low enough level because they know you don't have any good stuff. Oh, that's true. If you don't have anything good, why would they even worry about it? That's exactly. a good point. I didn't think about that. that. That's how RuneScape would work. Like, if you went into the wilderness, which is what they called it, RuneScape, you would go mm. there with nothing. I mean, you would try to, like, unless you needed equipment to do a quest that was in there, because then no one would bother you except for the monsters and stuff, or at least low-level yeah. stuff you'd bring. Um. Yeah, yeah. I think it's similar to that now. And also, I, I, I've skilled myself up enough that I'm not Tier 5 yet, but it's really easy to make tier four gear. So if somebody did kill me and get all my gear, as long as I'm not carrying anything, right? I don't really, ca- I don't really care. Like I would just go back to my little island and <laughs> and uh, restart. <laughs> my, my my my, uh, my starving peasants would just make me <laughs> would just make me more tier four gear. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, this game sounds really fun. Like, I, I think I would enjoy this game. Like, RuneScape doesn't have any of the, like, I, I don't know what you mean with the peasants and all. Like, is it like a <laughs> like a city that you, like, like yeah. you're like the ruler yeah. of this city? Uh, kind of, not really. So you get an island. and Or whatever the, an island, yeah. The island has, like, plots where you can build something. Okay. And some of the things you build also comes with a little person that, like, stays there. Okay. You can also, like, hire people to do things for you while you're not playing the game. And you have to feed them or pay them some sort of, uh, hmm. you know, fee to to do it. Okay. But I cool. can't I can't afford any of those. I can't even make this woman an omelet. You think I can afford somebody to also do stuff while I'm not playing the game? <laughs> if you could afford someone that could make the omelet for you, why wouldn't you have done it already? <laughs> That's true. I just pay somebody else to make the omelet. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I'm definitely gonna try this game out. It sounds really fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm glad they got a Linux. I'm glad there's like a Linux uh there's even one of the guilds that has Arch in the title. It's not Arch, hmm. by the way, but it's Arch something. Oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> when I see it, I'm like, I wonder if those are the Linux. I wonder if that's the guild I need to join because they're like the Linux players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So how's how's your week been, man? Oh, it's been very busy. I've been doing a lot. But I did manage to squeeze in going to Micro Center for the first time, which was amazing. Oh. Like oh, uh, you've never been to Micro Center? No, because the the only the closest Micro Center is an hour away from me. So, well, okay. Number one, I didn't even know what Micro Center was until like maybe like two years ago. Wow, <laughs> because there okay. was never one around me. And yeah. once I got with the Mincast and everything, and I started talking on the on the di- um not Discord on yeah. the uh, Telegram, I, I heard people talk about Micro Center, and then. Yeah, I Joe would, and Leo loves the yeah, Micro Center. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to search for which one's closest. And I found one that was close. And I was like, oh, okay, someday I'm going to go there. Well, two <laughs> days ago, I was like, oh, actually, three days ago, I said to my wife, I said, what, would it be okay if we went to this computer store so I could look for look for a new processor and whatnot? And she was like, sure, we can go there because there was an Ikea right next to it. So we were going to look for like oh, furniture yeah. pieces as well. <laughs> so I kind of like, you know, did the whole, you know, like if we do this, we can also do this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, the closest... The closest micro center and Ikea to me is in Atlanta, and I've definitely made that trade a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, man. So, anyway, yeah. Oh, I love micro center. Like, uh, I, I, man, I would spend so much money if I lived closer. I'm kind of glad I don't live closer. <laughs> yeah. We, when uh, I worked at Geek Squad, one of our coworkers, he had saved up money to build a PC, but he didn't know what he was going to build yet. And so, just like three or four of us just like made a road trip to Atlanta and we just built his entire oh, that'd be PC so fun. in the store. <laughs> oh my gosh, that awesome. would be so fun. Oh, but I was so sad though because I went in there, I went back to where the processor processors were and right next to it were the graphics cards just bare nothing yeah I was like, oh, well, I've been saving up money for this new processor for like six months now and I was, well, I was originally saving up for a new graphics card and obviously there's no graphics card so i decided well i'm gonna get a processor and i'm extremely glad that i got this processor because if i were to have gotten a better graphics card it wouldn't have made that much of a difference i don't think because my processor i don't think would have been able to handle it especially under linux wow Um, okay like well i'm not sure if i mentioned that i got the 5800x but i ended up Mm. getting that one and it's okay in one spot in the eso I went from 35 frames per second to over 80. 
Oh, really? I was like, holy, oh, holy crap. Cow. Kingdom Come Deliverance. I couldn't even play it before because it would stutter so much. Not a single stutter. And I'm like straight up 60 frames per second all around. I was like, okay. holy crap. <laughs> so you had, and we, we talked about it on the last episode, you had a Ryzen 5 2600. Yep. And you went to a Ryzen 7 5800X. Yep. Which is a huge, a huge jump. Huge. Um, yeah. <laughs> Part of my problem with both ESO and Kingdom Come Deliverance were, especially with Kingdom Come Deliverance, is it's, that's heavily multi-threaded. So I went two more threads plus, well, technically four more threads, um, but two more cores plus I went 40, I think it's like 50% IPC improvement. So I'm like, that's, it's a lot. <laughs> If you yeah, think that's right. You were going from the five to seven. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. Wow. Yeah. And I think I think that if I can get Glorious Egg Rolls Proton to work with Kingdom Come Deliverance, I can get exactly the same frames as with um, Windows. Because see, with normal Proton, you can't do the the async option in Steam, mm. and that's what gets you more performance on the CPU part. Oh, okay. So. I'm thinking if I can get that to work, I can I can pretty much ditch Windows, <laughs> and I'll be really happy. Um, but I want to do some comparisons between my Ryzen 7 1700X, oh, yes, yes. your 5800X, and your old 2600, Ryzen 5 2600. And all right, so looking at these benchmarks, and we're getting this from uh, CPUbenchmarks.net, which is postmark passmark. Software. I don't know. We just looked up CPU uh, benchmarking on Google. And this was the top one, but you said you had used it before, so we kind of yeah. On, it's Windows. It's Windows. <laughs> so I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the CPU ratings. All right. So your my seventeen hundred X is only a little better than your Ryzen five twenty six hundred non X. Right. So and that has to do with the extra cores. Yeah. Yeah, the two extra cores on the 1700X, um, but the Ryzen 5 was a newer generation. Right. And the Ryzen 7 5800X, which is three three newer, three newer more generations newer. I think so, yeah. Um, yep. It is double. I'm trying to look to see if it's double mine. It's actually double the performance of my 1700X, and so it's more than double. Um, it's almost... It's almost two thirds, <laughs> or, yeah. or it's um yeah, it's almost two thirds more than than uh, your twenty six hundred. So that's quite an upgrade, man. That is yeah. really good. That's for the CPU mark rating. Oh, that's so that's for their overall score that they give it. Yeah, well, single in single threaded, it got yours gets about two thousand seventy three um, on the oh, yeah. scoring, and then mine that I have now, the fifty eight hundred, gets thirty five hundred. So single threaded, yeah. it's not quite double, but it's close. And for and mine, the, it's almost double. Yeah, for your old, even your old um. Even your old CPU, though, on the single threaded, was slightly oh yeah, out it is slightly better bigger. than the seventeen hundred X. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the seventeen hundred X on single threaded was two thousand seventy three points, and the Ryzen five twenty six hundred single threaded was two thousand two hundred and fifty eight points. Yep. Um, wow, that's way closer than I thought it would be. Yeah, I didn't think it would be that close either. Really the price difference. They should have a price breakdown on here. Where's that? At? There's a it's price at the top. at the top. It says. 
Uh, it says, yeah, so, but, but yours is a little bit inflated technically. I don't know why they are, but they're more money now. I guess it's because there's not as many on the market. Yeah, maybe so. I know that with CPUs, sometimes they, they get more expensive as they get older, which is bizarre. Yeah. And until they hit a certain peak and then they start getting cheaper again. Right. And the, I think the reason why is because like you may have some, but it's, but they're all AM4 socket though. Right. But maybe you have a chipset, motherboard with a chipset that can't read, you know, the newer chips. And so you have to go, I don't know. There's some weird reason for it, this. It, usually what happens is it'll come out at a certain price. Then the used CPUs from last gen will go on the market and they'll be cheap. Then, What'll happen is is the the last gen's ones will start to creep up in price as time goes on, and then it'll get to a point where it's like almost the same price as buying it new for the last gen, and then it'll drop off dramatically after the next gen comes out. Usually. Oh yeah. You can actually click on uh if you click on the price, it takes you to a little chart that shows you the uh like oh, it was yeah. like uh a lot cheaper back in November. Yep, see what I mean here? See how see how yeah. it goes? It's like really high, then it goes down low, and then it comes up, and now it's starting to starting to go down again. I don't yeah. I don't understand why it does that, but it seems to be anytime I look for used parts, that's how it goes. So so what do you think? What do you think if you were between these three? Well, obviously you would choose you would choose the uh the one you chose, the 5800X. Well, um, I mean, if I had more money, um, Hoosie and I were talking on Mintcast, and it, he makes the point that it's only $125 to get four more cores and the same performance single core to get the yeah. um, uh, 5900X. So I, if, I hear, I hmm? hear that, but all right, let's let's add that to our comparison. Let me see if I can add that. Uh, add it. Uh, all right, which one is he talking about? Uh, the the fifty nine hundred X. Okay, that's a twelve let's, core let's, one. Oh yeah, I found it here. All right, let's add that to our comparison. Um, oh yeah, it is quite a bit better actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said he said for um, what you get for like another a hundred dollars or a hundred fifty bucks or whatever. Actually, it is a hundred dollars more than mine. Yeah. Um, he said it's much better, but I just didn't have the money. Like I literally. Was fifty dollars short of that one, and I was like, "No, I'm not going to spend that extra fifty dollars." Even though I probably should. You're still killing it, though. You, you know, <laughs> according to the CPU value, so they do a CPU mark per price. Oh yes, so I guess, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they divide the cost of it up by the number of points that it got, and per point, mine's actually the top one, right? Um, which is just which is funny. Um, but I guess because I'm kind of the middle of the road uh, chip. Um. And then uh, the next best is the one you got, the fifty eight, the fifty eight hundred X. Which, if you asked me, I actually think is probably the better for price because right. I don't know if I were buying, I wouldn't spend three hundred dollars today on a seventeen hundred X versus spending four hundred and, and some and some dollars to get a Ryzen seven. Right. Um, I think it would be worth the hundred bucks. It would be different if you were shopping in the two hundred dollar price range. There's yeah. Probably. It's probably something around the two fifty mark that you could get that would be even better than the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't even you can't X. even get a um a fifty uh yeah fifty six hundred for um under under two fifty. It's they're like three hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. So man, now you you make me want to upgrade. Now I got to check and see if my chips have <laughs> handle it. I know Leo's like yelling at me too. He's like, ah, <laughs> oh, I gotta wait now because I gotta upgrade everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Leo's I got lucky. Usually, that's that's why I did. 
I did the 2600 and I got a X470 motherboard because mm. I knew I could go up to the 5000 series. Yeah, see, I've only got the 370 motherboard. Right, so you can only go up to the 3000 series. You might, maybe with the beta BIOS, Ooh. you might be able to go up to the 5000. I'm not sure. Okay, well, maybe this breaks into <laughs> our other conversation. I, well, maybe it doesn't because I can't afford to do what I'm about to talk about. But <laughs> I, I, I want to build my, my younger sister. I want to build her a gaming PC. She's, she does like a program at school where they play like League of Legends and stuff. Um, but she can only do it when she's at school. And, um, my dad, my, my dad is a, is an, is an IT professional, but he's, you know, he's, he's getting older. He's not like, I grew up, I always had a computer always like it just, it was unfathomable. I don't remember life without a computer ever. Yep, same here. And my younger sister who still lives at home, she's in high school, um, doesn't have a computer, which blows my mind. And we have the same father. We're just, we're just <laughs> like 11 years apart in age. And, uh, and so I'm thinking that I should, I should help her build a PC and, um, and, uh, just for entry level gaming. She's not going to be doing anything. Right. You know, she's not going to be turning graphics all the way up. She's probably going to play a lot of, she likes a lot of like Undertale and like kind of side scroller kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah, that, that doesn't think, need anything really. Yeah. She just needs a entry level PC. She doesn't need, she doesn't need anything fancy. And, I've been watching this guy um, on YouTube. His name is Oz Talks HW. Have you ever watched any of his videos? You no. probably don't know by the name. Or you have? No, no, I haven't. Okay, you you might have to look at it to to recognize who he is. But he makes he makes he builds all these entry level gaming PCs from like what you would think is just like absolute like trash like. He builds gaming PCs mostly with what appears to be PCs that are like companies are getting rid of. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, like there's companies out there that buy like a ton of Dells or like a ton of Lenovo's and they, they distribute them out to all their uh, employees. And then every like four years or so they refresh them with a, with a new set of PCs. And most of the time this is done through contracts with some other third party company and yada, yada, yada. In the end, these PCs usually end up undamaged, you know, wear and tear because people don't take care of their work computers the way they do their personal computers, but, right? but still in working order. And then they get sold in like large lots. So like somebody will buy like, you know, like a hundred PCs for like a thousand dollars or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they'll resell them on eBay. Well, what this guy does is he picks up things like that on eBay. So he'll get like, you know... CPU and motherboard and RAM for like less than a hundred dollars, and then he'll take it, make sure everything works, and then add a like a an entry priced graphics card to it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's got videos where he's making gaming PCs for under two hundred dollars. There's one where he makes seven entry level gaming PCs for the cost of one. Wow! I mean, I mean, he's got wild videos where he just he. He, it's amazing and and he seems like a really genuinely good guy too because in the videos he talks about how like this is reducing waste and it's uh you know a lot of times he gives them away to people that need them like he seems to be a really cool like a really good guy right um and so uh i've been watching those videos and so i started looking at some uh i started looking at some of these types of pcs on ebay and i i can find i found a lenovo i didn't save it i didn't i found a lenovo um, it was an i5 
Um, and it was like a, uh, it's like a Lenovo Think Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like 80 bucks. And I was thinking, what if I order something like that? And then I've got a ton of graphics cards. They're all pretty old, but I could probably like do some sort of, uh, uh, some sort of um, comparison like we just did for the CPUs. If we could find whatever the best graphics card that I just have lying around right. and put it in there, I think for less than 200 bucks, I could probably put together a, a pretty nice like entry-level gaming PC. Yeah. Um, or do you think it would be worth doing the upgrade chain thing where like I, you know, well, now that you've got this new fancy Ryzen, I buy a new fancy Ryzen. And you- <laughs> I, well, okay. So... It all depends on how your sister is. Now, if you build mm-hmm. her this PC and she starts playing games and she's like, ooh, I want to play more and more, and she realizes she wants yeah. to play better games and she can't, then that might be a problem. It's like my I'm wife. worried about that. Right. Yeah. It's like my wife. I, I got her a gaming laptop, and it's good for Skyrim right now, but once Elder Scrolls Six comes out, I'm going to have to buy her a new one because it will not play it. Yeah, I know. This that's the other side of the thing I'm worried about. I'm also worried about putting Linux on it mm. because I'm worried she won't understand that. Like, because she's not a she's not a computer person. She's just now kind of getting into this. Yeah. Um. But I also don't want to like. I also like you know she might surprise me. You know what I mean? Like I don't yep. want to. Yeah, I was gonna say don't you know. count her out because I, I bet right, you exactly. I bet you anybody, my wife I could put a put Linux any Linux on hers and she'd be able to figure it out almost instantly. Well, I'm not worried about her operating the OS. I, I, I don't think, uh, and I know that you don't either. I'm just, I guess, right. clarifying for the sake of the podcast. I don't, I don't think she would have a, a problem operating the OS. I think Linux has come so far that it's easier to use than right. Windows. But, um, I, oh, no, I worry I, that yeah. she wouldn't understand that she could, like, like we were talking about earlier, she might buy a game on Steam and, and it doesn't work. Even right. with Proton, right. it doesn't work, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, first you have to, uh, um, enable it in the first place proton so it's like half the games aren't even available unless you enable it because i don't yeah, think well, does, I would, it, does it show you i would do Windows that games for. oh you're gonna do that no. yeah yeah that makes sense yeah I, I was thinking i would I, I was thinking i could install uh either linux mint or pop os and then um steam and enable it even ask her a few games and install it and make sure they work but inevitably right. she's going to try more yep and i really feel like the types of games uh, you know what i could do Here's what I could do, because <laughs> I think with the types of games that she's going to try to play, I could probably just say, hey, here, look for this icon, um, mm-hmm. you know, on Steam where it tells you, uh, you know, whether it's for Windows, uh, uh, VR or SteamOS. Right. I could just tell her like, hey, look for the SteamOS icon. If you see that, you're golden. You can just install right. it and play. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that is if the nice thing about Steam. If you don't see that, yeah, yeah. If you don't see the SteamOS icon... It's a, it, there's a chance it could work. There's a chance it can't. You know, like don't go spend, don't spend sixty dollars on a game. Right, and that's the problem <laughs> a lot of people have with Linux is it's like then yeah. they start to say, oh well, then Linux isn't as capable. Yeah, and then you're like, well, and then you got to explain everything, and then by that time they're just like glossed over and they don't even understand. Yeah. Most people, I should say. Yeah, I work with a guy that uh, he wanted to. He wanted. He's our Windows sysadmin. And he oh, wanted to uh, learn more about Linux. And he said, well, you know, I'm building a new PC. I'm going to install Linux on it. So he's talking to me. I think I told him to do Manjaro or something. Right. Um, I don't safe know why bet. the hell I told him that. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, well, it's a safe bet for now. Well, I knew he was going to do gaming. And so I was thinking, 
that's probably the safest for somebody that's going to be running games on Steam is probably yeah, Ninjaro. especially someone coming from Linux. I mean, from sorry, yeah, from Windows. From Windows, yeah, because there's a there's a large there's a large uh, there's a large community of gamers that use Manjaro, and right. and the reason why I said I don't know why the hell I told him that is because is because I think I think it might I I could be completely wrong about this. I think it might be a good OS for Linux users that are wanting to game on Linux, but like he was he was just not willing to like look into that community or like oh this doesn't work I'm going to research it and see if right. anyone else has found a solution. And I don't. I think my sister would be the same way. I don't. Right. Think, if it doesn't right. work, she's just going to move on. I don't think she's going to yep. try to to find it. You know. Um, it, it all depends if, on how much she wants it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. Because my wife, man, she will find every freaking forum post she can find to get a mod to work with Skyrim. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That 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 is the quality. That is a that is a quality that not everybody has. Um, to be able to research something and find an answer like that, even just outside of gaming, that's yeah. just something. Even in, you know, even in the, the well, she was going to be a journalism major, so she's used to. That. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the advantage of doing this for her is the fact that my dad is a PC person. Right. If she pulls his leg enough, he can't help her. <laughs> like, okay, well, let's upgrade your uh, graphics card, and we got to make sure we get something that's PCI Express. Like, he'll right. be able to help her with those things. Right. Right. So. I don't know if I if I do it, I'll make a video about it. We'll make it for the uh, we'll make it for the channel. Um, okay. And I th- and I think I might do it, even if for nothing else, I might do it just to make the video. That way, I got something out of it, even if she decides to never use it and it just collects dust in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you want to get into some news? Yeah, let's get into the news. All right. <clears throat> Lots of Wayland stories this week. Wayland has been very popular lately. It has been. Um, and, and I'm glad, I'm glad to see it. Um, let me start with this Pharonix article. Um, so, uh, this is by Michael Lorabel at Pharonix and it is NVIDIA 470 Linux driver series to be even more Wayland friendly. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's an asterisk there. <laughs> yeah, there is. So, uh, the article goes on to say the next major NVIDIA driver series 470 release series is slated to be even more Wayland friendly, but what all that encompasses remains to be seen. Um, it continues. It has a quote from uh, one of the canonical developers who who says uh, the main reason not to use Wayland on NVIDIA is that it doesn't support hardware acceleration of X11 apps, most apps, and all games. They are rendered in software on the CPU, so that's a significant step backward. But NVIDIA has a fix on the way. Also, I am advised they're making the next driver release, and he's referring to 470, even more Wayland friendly. So those are the two main things we're waiting on right now. Um, uh, I, I want to get your opinion on Wayland, but before we do, we have another news article I'm going to go ahead and, and talk about just because it's closely related to this one. And that one is a, a wine project leader has given the blessing for a Wayland, uh, uh, upstream Wayland driver. Um, so this is from Alexander Juilliard. Also, this is also from uh, the same writer on uh, Pharonix, by the way. Um, but uh, the quote from uh, Alexander Juilliard is, I'm not opposed in principle to having a Wayland driver upstream. In fact, I started writing one myself many years ago. It got stalled when I realized there was essentially no way to do decent window management, 
and that the best we could do would be the equivalent of X11 desktop mode where we manage the windows ourselves. I don't have a, I don't have the impression that the situation has improved in the meantime or that there is any interest in approving it. That doesn't mean it couldn't go upstream, but then there will be the con, there will be the constraints on what hacks and workarounds you'll be able to do. For instance, it will have to stick to protocols that are standardized across desktops without adding compositor specific workarounds, just like we don't allow window management, uh, window manager specific hacks on X11 side. Otherwise, it quickly becomes unmaintainable. I expect you'll find a much bigger impedance mismatch between Wayland and Win32 and that in the end, you'll end up reinventing X Wayland using Windows APIs. But if that's your idea of fun, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's something to say at the end there. Wow. Yeah, so um, basically the, the, gist, the gist of, in a way, the gist of both of these articles is that in order to get wide Wayland support, we have to somehow bridge the gap between the shoestring and, and bubblegum and duct tape of, you know, X11 and how all that's working together mm-hmm. and try to not carry over the bad habits and, and uh, uh, you know, try right. to try to make something new without carrying all that bad. And in the meantime, we've got to try to find a way to make things that were designed for X11 to, to work on Wayland w- without redesigning those things. So right. it's like, it's such a catch 22, man. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I, I I I hear more talk in 2021 about about Wayland and about compatibility with uh you know things that are important to me um like uh gaming yep. wine compatibility um live streaming live or video oh, yeah, uh, uh, screen capture I should say in general yeah 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 uh, there was so there was a recent update about that though, yep. right they um, they just recently got it that it it will work with uh screen capture software like OBS okay yeah, yeah. Now that's another important one. Um, I like. I can't wait to switch to Wayland. Oh yeah. I just feel like it's not there yet. Yeah. But I feel I, like it'll never be there until people switch to it. Right. 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 <laughs> exactly. Well, I think I think it's going to take all of all of the companies like AMD and um. Well, I think AMD is fully supportive of it, but um, definitely Nvidia to to get on the bandwagon and start using it. Now, all this to say. For the normal user, you're not really going to notice much of anything unless you're really, really like, yeah, looking at the system because X11 is. Let me just say this: anytime I use Wayland, personally, yeah. I can notice that I'm using it because it's smoother to me. Really, but I I am very sensitive to that kind of stuff. Like like I can tell immediately if my monitors are not running at the right frame rate or anything like that. So like I I. Definitely, when I when I switched to Fedora for like a month or so, I noticed the performance improvement on window management immediately within GNOME. I should say the GNOME desktop. That's really cool. That's I, I'm glad to hear that. I, I'm glad to hear that. I I don't know that I would be that a I don't know that I would be that acute to tell, but it makes I'm just me want to try. <laughs> now it it's, makes me want to try. It, it's like it, it, you got to just really. You have to try to look for things because it's so it's so close to to um, X right now that 
Like, mm-hmm. I, I think it can be more improved even, but it's so close that you have to really look. But you can tell the smoothness, and especially if they don't tune um, X versus Wayland um, correctly, then you can notice, like, there'll be, like, screen tearing or stuttering in certain areas where on Wayland it's not there. That screen tearing is a huge thing that I have to deal with. Uh, any any gaming on Linux, I've noticed, and I and I, it might be my imagination, but I feel like it's happening more so that I've switched to Ryzen, or maybe it didn't even happen at all before. But I get screen tearing in like every game. Do you have FreeSync? Um, uh, I don't know if I have that enabled or not. Um, well, I have enable a FreeSync it if you capable do. monitor. Um, but I need to see. If What's it's your graphics enabled. card? It's the ten sixty. Yeah, so you should be able to have free sync on that with with the um yeah even I don't know though if it's, it's a, enabled you um, it, trust me enable it and you will it'll it's worlds different I mean you could be running at thirty frames per second and it was much better with it than without but make sure right. if you enable it to turn off um V sync because that screws with it I've been turning V sync off only recently since you talked to me about it right um I don't know how to tell if it's enabled on on Linux, though, well, all on, on my system, you have to enable it within the monitor itself, and then it'll t- it'll detect it and it'll just turn it on. Oh, okay. at least for me, and I'm running an Nvidia card, so I mean, maybe yours will be different since it's an older one, but I don't know. I'll research that. And we'll talk about it next week because uh, that is something I should look into. So it looks like uh, enabling disabling AMD FreeSync. Uh, there's like an XR and R. Um, change that you can make, um, essentially changing FreeSync from zero to one. Right. Um, so yeah, I'll look into that before we get together next week, and, and we'll try it out. Because hmm. I, I know that I do have I do have capable monitors. I just right. I, I don't know if I actually ever ever enabled it. <laughs> well, I have one G Sync monitor and one FreeSync monitor, and they both work pretty good. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I I I, I we're getting there. We're getting there. I mean, I think it's going to be like a. I think that the ability to run games on uh, on Wayland is basically just limited by the amount of development yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. And so, as it gets more adoption, it'll it'll get more development, and we'll get there. I don't I don't think it's actually. Yep. I mean, it's technically a technical limitation, but I think it's one that we can overcome. Right. So I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to switch. I, for one, am looking forward to my Wayland Overlords. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Especially once they get, once everyone gets on this thing, I believe that they're going to improve it so much once everyone is, is, you know, working on it. And yeah. just that, it's just going to go through the roof with improvements. Yeah. But, but even that, I just feel like I've heard it more this year than. Definitely. Oh, than, yeah. Last year and this year, we're like, yeah, yeah way more. So, uh, you went to, uh, you went to, um, Micro Center. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> you went to Micro Center. I know where you're the, going. The graphics card shelf mm. was completely empty. You're going to make um, me cry, man. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Uh, and so uh, NVIDIA, in order to combat uh, the recent shortage in graphics cards, uh, or, you know, this, this, I'm sure this is why it is, but I guess this is a little bit of speculation on our part. Um, the RTX 3080 and the RTX 3070 TI, uh, rumored to feature Ethereum mining limiter. Um, so NVIDIA's decision to limit Ethereum mining performance of the RTX 3060 uh, was a move welcomed by most gamers. And while the company said it wouldn't be hamstringing the performance of any current cards on the market, 
it never said anything about future models. According to the new rumors, Team Green's upcoming RTX 3080 Ti and probably the RTX 3070 Ti will feature the same mining limiter. Um, this is according to TechSpot and our, our article by uh, Rob Thubrin. Um, yeah, so it looks like they are uh, part of what they're going to do to try to combat the um, the miners buying up all the, the graphics yep. cards is they're just intentionally um, dumbing down, you know, the portions of the card used for, for mining. Um, the article actually describes that they'll, they'll be able to detect that, uh, mining is being performed because of the types of, um, you know, the types of requests the card is making. Right. And so, um, in those occurrences, it's an, it'll intentionally reduce the, the ability of it to mine. Yeah. (laughs) There are several problems with this, unfortunately. Yeah, this is this is uh, this is this is a really strange this is a really strange uh situation that they're in. Yeah. It's yeah. Um All right, so let's let's look at this. All right, for so for one side, why does Nvidia even care who's buying the cards? Because of the GTX branding. They are supposed to be for gamers. That's what they yeah. said. That's that's their words. They they said that they're supposed to be for gamers, so they want to make it for gamers to have the ability to buy these cards at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's they, 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 they want their client base for these cards to be, to be gamers. Um, but they're also a business and right. they're trying to sell cards and they're selling but they the have two cards. separate, they have two separate versions of basically the same card. They have the, the quadros yeah. and they have the GTXs or RTX now. So yeah. that's what they wanted to try to differentiate. I understand their their company and everything, and they need to make money. But if they yeah. piss off all these people and they all go to AMD, they just yeah. lost all those people. Yeah, because because what if uh, you know mining on graphics cards? You know, what if that's not the thing five years from now? They figure out that they they actually they figured out that they get better hash rates from mining through. I don't know. They're they're quantum uh, computer liquid cooling system. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They, they they figure out CPUs now are just so much better. I don't, right. I don't Something, know. Something. Whatever. Yep. And then and then Nvidia has like invested all their marketing and and everything into this, and everybody's already jumped ships because they never tried to do anything, um, you know, to combat this to to reflect on this dilemma. Right. Um. So yeah, yeah. I understand why. I understand why they want gamers buying their cards. Um. I I did see that there are cards that were made by Nvidia that actually don't have any like uh, monitor ports on them, and they were designed, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. like with the purpose of like people were going to mine with them. Yep, they and made specific so, mining cards. Yep, right, yeah, and so that was one. That was one you know, uh, version of tackling this problem. And then now they're saying they're going to look for the process. But see, I, the part of this that I don't like is the fact that you could buy a card and then it would intentionally have this mechanism in it that would dumb it down whenever it's doing certain types of processes. Right. Right. And so that's, I'm kind of back and forth on this, man. I, yep. I kind of don't know. I kind of don't know how to feel about it. I, I, number one, the biggest problem with this whole thing are the, what well, is the, that the, um, the 3060, yeah, the 3060 that they did do this on is sold out anyway because there are more than just Ethereum 
out there. There's more cryptocurrencies, and everyone's mining yeah. everything right now. So who cares about Ethereum? They're going to mine Dogecoin or whatever else. Dogecoin, yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. it really was kind of like stupid on their part to even... I mean, I understand where they were coming from because they want to they wanna gain the gamer's trust back, I guess. Or not trust, but the, the yeah. favor. <clears throat> the favor back. So that's why they really did this, I think. But in the end, it really didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think this is such a tough position to be in because my, my reaction, I was thinking about this a little bit driving home from work today and I was thinking, you know, what I think what I would do is if I was in their shoes is I would just try to make, I would just try to make the best crypto miner cards that I could possibly make. Right. And I would market it towards those people and I'd sell them, you know, I would sell them without, you know, they'd they'd have one VGA cable on yep. them, poured yep. on them. You know, like yep. And uh, but the thing is, is those will sell out. Yep. And and then they'll just buy all the others. You know what yep. I mean? Like it's like yep. there's no and, stopping these crypto miners. And dude. it's not even just the crypto miners. We we have, as Linus Tech Tips said, a one two hit. It's also the um the shortage on um wafers on uh, silicon. Right now, yeah, there's a huge shortage. So it's like we got all these people buying these cards for crypto mining, and then we got no cards that are coming in to to replenish the ones that are being bought. So it's like gamers get nothing. I don't think a gamer has bought a card at MSRP for a whole year now. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. if they're really savvy and they like you know got on it, but very few I think have got, actually got the chance to buy one at MSRP. Yeah, I got really lucky. The card I have now, I bought just before the boom. In like 2017 or whatever it was, when it shot up to like almost like 20,000, and everybody was saying it was going to be 100,000 next yeah, year, and then it yeah. plummeted. <laughs> yeah, I and know. And then slowly rise again. Don't get me started. I'm actually losing. <laughs> I'm losing money right now. I've got a. I I I, I didn't have. I didn't invest any real money in it, but I had. I had like 13. I had like 13 dollars on an account that was not. It was. It was just in U.S. dollars. Right. It wasn't actually on any coins. Right. And whenever it was rising a couple of weeks ago, I was like, well, heck, I'm just going to buy 13 dollars worth of Ethereum, right? And, uh, and it shot up, it, it, it kept rising and I was like, Hey, this is working out. Maybe I should actually yep. invest some money in this. And now it's, <laughs> now it's dropped again. So, It'll so, go back. Uh, it's, it's going to be a back and forth game. Yeah. I'm going to hold it. <laughs> I remember, uh, I remember people used to say that it's, it's just on sale. Bitcoin never drops. It just, right, goes, on it just sale. goes on sale. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested in both worlds. I, I like the cryptocurrency world. I think it's interesting. I don't, I, at one time I was investing money in, in cryptocurrencies and I was I've mining it at mining the beginning. several times. Yep. And, and yeah, right I, in the I, beginning, I, I, I mined. I had, That's awesome. I, I almost had one Bitcoin at one point and. Wow. I actually lost it because at that time it was like, you know, $15 for a Bitcoin or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. And I, I moved PCs or whatever and I just, I just erased it and I was like, whatever, who cares? Now I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? It could have been a house, a down payment. <laughs> I was trying to do, I remember me and a coworker where we were looking at Bitcoin. It had just hit $300 and everybody was like, this thing that everybody thought was a joke is worth $300. Yeah. And um, we were like, dude, like, I just want one. Like, I don't know how we get one. I'm not paying $300. And at that time, it was so, it was so like uncommon and people didn't have their head wrapped around what cryptocurrency was yet that like, I didn't think about that. Like, you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I I know. I had to explain that to my dad. Oh, I don't. 
yeah, I don't have three hundred dollars to just go buy one. You know what I mean? Which you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin, right? And uh, so a buddy of mine, we were like, well, there's this thing called Litecoin. You know, oh we, no, <laughs> we can't mine Bitcoin, but we might be able to mine Litecoin. <laughs> and I mined some Litecoin back then, and I think they were worth like less than twenty dollars. They were like worth like eighteen bucks mm-hmm. or something. And just like you said, like I never mined enough to even pay the transaction fee no. or withdraw it or anything. Yeah. Um, but had I have held on to that wallet, you know, now it would be worth, you know, a little bit, you know, it, yeah. owning, owning a little bit of a Litecoin is not quite the same as owning a little bit of a Bitcoin, but they, they, when it, it seems like whenever the tide rises, it rises all boats, yep. you know what I mean? Like they yep. all seem seems to go, like you know, at the same rate. Yep. Um, but anyway, so yeah, <laughs> I understand the dilemma here and I don't know what the right answer is. I mean, I feel like, uh, they're trying their best to keep gamers buying the gamer cards, yep. <laughs> but the crypto miners are just buying everything yep, and they don't care. That's just how um, it's going to be for a while, unfortunately. In a perfect world, there would be some technology, there would be some new technology that NVIDIA or AMD would discover that would basically be total crap for mining and just like God mode for games. Yep. And until that <laughs> happens, I think we're faced with this dilemma. And yep. I would love to know what listeners think. Um, if you write in, we'll read it on the air. But I, I don't, I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know what to. No clue. I don't know what. To, yeah. Um. So. Uh. Oh, Steam Play versus Moonlight. So I saw this article. It's not really news. It's just more of a comparison that TechSpot did. Um. But uh, TechSpot compares Steam Remote Play versus Moonlight. And, uh, you know, earlier you were talking about having one Windows PC in your house or, you know, you have Windows installed on another partition so that you can you play. You, you know, that way you don't have the fear of like, well, if I buy this game and it doesn't work, you know, what do I do? Right. Um, I've, I've thought about what if you set up basically like a, a gaming server in your house that right. ran Windows and ran Steam and you could and it had you know it had your massive graphics card and then whenever but you but you don't actually use that computer for anything and then on the occasion you want to play a game that doesn't run on your PC you can steam play it or moonlight it um to to your other linux desktop or your linux laptop or whatever right does that seem like a crazy concept it does not because <laughs> i've tried that before and oh really? Okay. I I'm very very picky. I my game needs yeah. to look perfect. I I like yeah. high graphics. I like like all that kind of stuff. Like the more real the game looks, the more I will like to play the game. So with okay. with the streaming, if everything is perfect, it looks just as good as native. But if one person gets online, starts downloading something, watching a video, doing this, doing that, it, it gets a little sketchy and you can see that pixelation like when your video on YouTube goes down to like 480p versus 1080 or whatever. Yeah. And that I will not have with a game that I like that can look so much better natively. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. So here's the thing. How long ago has it been since you tried the Steam Remote Play? Okay. That was probably two years ago now which i know oh, is wow, a long okay. time <laughs> no but here's the thing here's the thing i just tried it the other day for you know i talked about on mintcast i was trying to set up a uh, a console for my son and i wasn't sure what to do well one of the first things i tried was well what if i just steam i just steam remote play something from my desktop to the tv and then hook up the usb controller and he can he can play with that and it was awful it was so bad it was, you know, I don't know. I have a nice router, but maybe there was something being blocked or something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know what it could have been, but whenever I had tried it in the past, about two years ago, I felt like the performance was really well. Like, hmm. sure, it wasn't the same as using my my gaming PC, but it was very, very close. Yeah. I mean, when I talk um, about it, you have to take it with a grain of salt because I'm picky. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. Well, you, you can just look at Wayland versus Excellent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you can't go by me because most people would be like, wow, this is the best thing ever. I can have one PC and I can play it anywhere. But me, I'm like, yeah. this is crap. <laughs> yeah, no, but the thing is, is that even back whenever it worked well for me, it felt like, um, it felt like I was, watching a video of somebody play the game right. instead of playing yep. the game. Like it felt flat is the yep. way I kind of described it. Yeah. Yep. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely not the same. Um, now you tried steam remote play and moonlight, right? I, I tried moonlight somewhat. It wasn't like I played for hours and hours on it. Like steam play. I actually tried it for like a good two weeks trying to play all my games on it with that. Yeah. Moonlight was more like maybe, I set it up and it was like a couple hours I played and it mm. seemed to work pretty good. I, it wasn't any different than Steam Play for me though, personally. I, I just, yeah. it just didn't get that quality of playing a game on, on native hardware or whatever you want to say. Not streamed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess we should clarify that, um, uh, these two features are obviously for streaming games. Um, but, it's uh, it's meant to be over your home network. I actually think Steam Remote Play you can you don't have to be on your home network, but um, I, yeah, I think there's a way to set it up that you don't have to be. And also Moonlight, it, that's using Nvidia's technology, correct? Uh, yes, I think so. Right, um, I, that's what I'm. I think so. So you have to have but, an Nvidia card to use that, as far as I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've always had Nvidia cards, so I'm not right. sure. But I know that I know that I tried. To me, Moonlight seemed easier to set up. Basically, you can actually just set it up through Chrome. Oh yeah, yeah. it you is can, easier. Yeah, yeah, you can just set up. So for for Steam Remote Play, you have to have Steam installed on both devices. Right. Whereas for the um, Moonlight, any Chrome browser, you just install a Chrome extension that will yep. stream the game to your browser, and then you just full screen the browser. Right. Um. But I remember it was easier to set up, and according to this article and the comparison they did, it seems to have the better performance uh, over your home network is is through Moonlight. Um. I had the problem recently with the Steam remote play. I may try it on Moonlight and see if the performance is better. But I am with you that I don't think this is like a, you know, uh, you know, the scenario I set up where you're setting up a a game server in your house. I don't think we're there yet just because of network latency and I don't right. think we're there yet because of uh you know, one thing is is I couldn't just have a normal PC without a graphics card. I don't know if I'm like I don't know if that's just even if I had another server in the house that had like an amazing graphics card and I played games through it over the mm -hmm. network onto my PC, I would just feel like I'm losing performance yep. somewhere in the yep. process. That's my thing. That's that's even yeah. even just gaming on Linux versus Windows, when if it's not exactly the same, I feel like I paid for yeah. this game, so like why am I losing frames? <laughs> <laughs> but, yep. but then I get the other part of the argument where it's like, well, it's Linux versus Windows and Linux is more open and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm more for that. So it's, it's I, a whole I, give and take. <laughs> I 100% know what you mean. I want to see, I try to solely use Linux because I want to see it get better, but I 100% right. know what you mean. I know that like, cause you know, like I'm like, I just, I bought an expensive ass graphics card. I want to make sure <laughs> I'm using it to its yep. fullest potential. And 
it just was not designed to be used at its fullest potential on Linux because they don't care about Linux users the same way they do Windows users. Um, and so I, t- I totally, I totally know what you mean. And, and I think there's a lot of gamers out there that dual boot for that reason. Yep. Um, I just, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I, I can do it. I can do it for like a month and then I start, and then I just start itching. It's like some mm-hmm. kind of weird, like habit I have. I have to just, I have to uninstall. Um, so yeah, uh, interesting article. I think we could do more. I think, I think I might do some further research there and we'll talk about it. Um, last week we talked about Empire Earth. Oh, this yes. week, yep. Zero AD Alpha 24 oh, was released. Yeah. I forgot about that game. Yeah. I've never played it. I've never, never played it. I, oh, it's pretty fun. No, I've just, I've seen, I've seen the title before and I've, I've heard it on like podcasts and things because right. it's a free and open source RTS. Right. And it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a Age of Empires ish. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was apparently it started out as an Age of Empires mod. Right. It's a Age of Empires 2 mod. And then they, as they were developing it, they said, you know what? We think we actually have like a whole nother game here. And so they started we developing an open source game. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but after almost three years, they just released a new, uh, a new update for oh, it. Oh, wow. I'll have to check it and out. It, yeah. You know, it's funny is like, I, I'm, this is not the type of game I would normally play outside of doing this podcast, but yeah, usually since not. it's, an, because it's a topic on the podcast, I, I want I kind of want to try it out and see, <laughs> see what it's like. And then, <laughs> this is the kind of game that I like to play with other people, not just yes. myself. This is the perfect, like last week we were talking about Empire Earth and the land party era, which by the way, I, I saw some YouTube videos of some people doing some 2021 land parties. Ooh. Um, yeah, I saw a video about a guy setting up for a land party huh. and he kept talking about social distancing and he was wearing a mask and I was like, wait, this is a modern video. There's yeah. people out there still doing this. Huh? You know, I'm, be be careful with COVID, people. I'm not telling you to to yeah. relax on that, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just amazed. I'm amazed at the cult, dude. The culture's still out there, man. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's I so can't awesome. believe it. <laughs> I'll just um, now I'm gonna research that. I want to see if there's like like a land party. Like, I mean, obviously now it's probably less, yeah. but there's probably like land party groups and stuff. Yeah, yeah, dude. If if all right, so my dream <laughs> would be right. People start listening to this podcast, and then. You know, we we get we got listeners from all over the country, and we decide here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna meet somewhere in the middle Ooh, of the country. We're, so gonna, we're gonna we're gonna go to Joe's house, and, <laughs> <laughs> and and we're gonna have a land party, and it's gonna be like a big meetup. That's my dream. That's my dream. Oh, that'd be so cool. We need to make that happen. Uh, my wife and I, we were the land party house when we first got married, but then. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, they did a bunch of like graphics updates. They have some side side by side comparisons in this article that we have linked here, and it looks pretty good. But yeah, I don't think I could play this game outside of a outside of a party. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I got RTSs in me anymore. Um, my one friend, I'm, yeah, my one friend is a huge RTS. Uh, mm. uh, you know, any kind of those kind of games. He, yeah. he can play them for hours and hours and hours and hours against the computer, and he can beat like he he is so smart. Like <laughs> the, the people that are good at those games are like brilliant. No, but like my friend, I can't play with him on any game like that is RTS at all because he will crush yeah. me. I'll think I'm winning. Like I'll be like, oh yeah, I got this in the bag. I'm gonna win. Then he'll come with like whatever army he has and just obliterate me in five seconds. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember uh, Empire Earth. Um, sometimes you play against the computers and like you get, you get some notice that that like, they're like, you know, they're at the, uh, like they've already got like a nuke or they're oh, at, yeah, like, yeah, some yeah, like yeah. advanced. And you're like, what are they doing that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I still have cavemen. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> 
right. The uh, the last news item, but uh, I think is one of the most exciting, is uh, Valheim hits five million copies sold, um, and it's I think in its first month. Or is it the first? Yes, in its first month of being on. Oh Steam. wow! I didn't even realize it was only a month. I didn't read that. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah, it's a brand new game, man. It's uh, well, it's still in early access. Um, let me look it up. I might buy it right now, dude. I want to try <laughs> this thing out on the podcast purchase. <laughs> <laughs> uh, release date February second, twenty twenty one. So yeah, so we're we're past a month now. Um, oh, inspired by but, Viking culture. Ooh, now that sounds even more interesting to me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a survival game. Um it's uh you set up ser- you can like run your own server and uh or you can join a server and it's 1 to 10 players. And so it's kind of like Rust or like one of those games. I haven't played a lot of those types of games Me honestly. Neither. Not not um, that specific type. Yeah, yeah, but I know they're really they're re- they're really popular amongst the kids. <laughs> um I know they're really popular right now. I know like a lot of people are playing those types of games and this one happens to be um, Steam OS, so Linux native, and uh, it's only twenty bucks right now. And uh, oh, was it like actually, actually on sale? I might actually pick it up, or is it, or is that the normal price? Uh, that looks like it's the that's as far as I can tell. That yeah, is the it looks price. like the normal price. Yeah, okay, okay. I was gonna say if it's on sale and it's like gonna be like sixty bucks, I'll buy it too. <laughs> yeah. The the thing about this game is, I feel like we do have to like put together a group to play it. Like, I yeah. feel like this would not be as good solo. No, I, um, I I feel the same way. But I might do it. You know, there's been times where I've bought a game that had Linux support, basically just because it had Linux support. And I was trying to encourage that company right. to uh, yep to put more money into it. Yep. Yep. So this is uh, mm-hmm. developer is Iron Gate AB, and the publisher is Coffee Stain Publishing. <laughs> um, and it has an overwhelmingly positive rating. Like it's I I was telling you I met a guy this past week um, through work. We, we don't know each other at all, and we were talking about gaming. And I asked him what you know what he was playing right now, and he he mentioned Valheim. And I I had seen the logos on on YouTube video thumbnails, and so I was like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. And and then I just happened to see that it was a that it was a Linux native game. So. That's pretty impressive. I heard about it in the wild from a non-Linux enthusiast. Yeah, that's yep, that's cool. <laughs> I wonder what engine it's made on. I bet that's Ooh. why it's Linux available. I bet the company is not even like oh. it just is coincidence. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see. I don't see anything on Steam. I don't think they tell you that on Steam because a lot of games made on Unity. It just, yeah, they just happen to be yep. also Linux Linux native. Yep. Well, that's why I buy on Steam because I want to encourage Steam to develop Proton so that I can yeah. play Windows games that that you know are on Steam on Linux. So that's a good point. Like I wish that they had like a like a a donation thing for Proton, like specifically for Proton. Yeah, so you could just donate like five yeah. bucks or whatever. I would I would donate five bucks to them or more like, even to develop it. Yeah. The way, uh, like the way Ubuntu does their donations, where you right. can you have like a little slider to scale, and you can say, "I want five. I, I donate twenty dollars. Right. I, I want exactly. five dollars to go towards Linux gaming. Five dollars to go towards yeah. Well, um, the, just the reason that they're not doing that must mean that they're making enough to be able to develop it without having a problem. Yeah, you know, Valve is a unique company. Um, they're, they're I love I love Valve. They've done things that have that have uh, that I've thought rubbed me the wrong way. 
Um, but they've done a lot of things I've thought really good. The main thing you can say about Valve is that whenever they make a decision, uh, they, they seem to make it based on their conscience, whether we like it or not. <laughs> um, and they seem to have made the decision that they want to develop gaming on Linux. Um, and if I remember correctly, a lot of it stems from uh, Gabe Newell didn't like the uh, Microsoft Store. And there was some challenge between the Microsoft Store and Steam. And I want to say that's what started the whole the whole thing. Right. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the review. And uh, <laughs> this week we're doing Elder Scrolls Online. Um, so uh, I, I played a lot of Elder Scrolls, uh, both on Windows and on Linux. You know, prior to us talking about this podcast, I've got a lot of game time in the game. Um, I have a max level character and a few other characters that are kind of on their way. Um, and uh, I know uh, there are several ways to play the game on Linux, actually. Um, it's available uh, as a Lutris install. Uh, both the Steam version and the non-Steam version is available on Lutris. It's also available on Steam, and so it's available through Proton. Um, but it's also a Stadia. It's also a Stadia game. Still have not and, tried Stadia. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I wanted to kind of talk about my experience. I, I played it. I played Elder Scrolls on Stadia. I, I was hesitant to try Stadia. Um, and then whenever they made the announcement that Elder Scrolls was being added, I signed up for the one month free trial. I ended up keeping the free trial long enough that I paid for a month. And I played with my wife some. She played on Stadia and I played on my PC. And, um, and so I got to try it out. And uh, it was it was not great. I'm not a fan of Stadia. It it Stadia when it works, it's awesome. But oftentimes it doesn't work. <laughs> right. That's basically and, what I've heard. And the quality is yeah. not always the best. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. And it seems to be different game to game. You, right. I don't know if they they have different maintainers per game. Like I don't know if like like the maintainers for Elder Scrolls is it, they've got some side team that's also maintaining the Stadia version, or if it's like developers at at Google that's maintaining it. Maybe they're no just idea. using Proton or Wine <laughs> yeah. or whatever version they can. No, the, the performance is better on Wine on my PC than it, than it is okay. on, uh, well. on Stadia. Yeah. But the, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just completely hit or miss. Like I think the first time I used it, it was great. And I was like, wow, like I can tell a difference, but it's so minuscule right. that I could definitely live with this. You know, like if, if this, if, uh, if I had migrated everything to Linux and the last thing I needed was Elder Scrolls and for whatever reason I couldn't install it via Steam, I could probably I could probably pull it off if I'm not like a huge Elder Scrolls player. Right. If you're playing Elder Scrolls every night with people, you probably are gonna it's gonna be too big of a difference. But Yeah. Unless um, you're like right next to the uh to the uh server that they're <laughs> that they yeah, have it at. Yeah. You live out in Texas or somewhere. Yeah, that? exactly. Um but but then there'd be times I'd log in and it would just be unbelievably bad, like unbelievably mm. bad stuttering, you know, wow. pixelation. looks like you're watching like a 420 video yeah, of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just hit or miss, man. I, I just and, don't think networking has come far enough yet. I mean, out in the public right. networking at least for this. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it has a lot to do with the infrastructure of, of where you're living as to how good it is. Yep. Um, so, I think even if you had like a business connection, I think it would still probably be bad only because the stuff between your place and the server that you're running the game off of 
would be bad. Yeah. But it is available. That's your only option. You can play Outer Scrolls <laughs> through Steam or through Stadia. Better on, than uh, nothing. On Linux. That's our yeah. review. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you can also play it through Lutris, like we said. And the thing I wanted to point out here is that it's just like we were talking about Albion earlier, where if you have a Steam version of the game, if that's how you originally bought it and that's how you set up your account and all that, you can't log into a non-Steam account on you, you can't log into a Steam account on a non-Steam uh, copy of the game. So if you install it via Lutris and you don't choose the Steam option, you just do the standalone, your account's not going to work if you originally set it up through Steam. Likewise, hmm. if you originally set the game up through a standalone client, I don't think you can log in on Steam. Now you're talking about Elder Scrolls? You can't? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Huh. Well, I, I, um, ha- I had it through the regular um, uh, launcher for, for uh, Elder Scrolls, and then I set it up with Steam, and that worked. Wow, all my really? stuff, All my stuff came over, but I can see what you're saying. Maybe going the opposite direction probably wouldn't work because you're linking it to Steam, maybe. I need to look this up and find out. I might be wrong about this. I yeah. had the same problem. At least once that with... part, I I know that it worked for me because I I didn't have to make a new character or anything, as far as I can remember. Huh. I'm gonna look into this. I'll look into it. I'll cut this part out if I'm wrong. <laughs> 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 but uh, but but yeah, I I I because I was originally, but we were. It was not when we were doing this for the podcast. It was just another time. I installed Elder Scrolls Online via Steam Proton, right. and. Every time I would launch the game, it would freeze. And I thought, well, it's probably my Proton version. I should try running it through DirectVK or, um, or something like that and, or, or, you know, Vulcan. And so I installed Lutris and I installed it on the standalone. And then I, I launched it and it launched correctly, but I couldn't log in. And then when I looked it up, um, that's what I was reading on the forums was that mm-hmm. if you have one version of the game, it doesn't work on the other. But I'll have to look into that. I've had that problem with other games too. Um, right. With Final Fantasy fourteen, hmm. I bought when I was working at Best Buy. I bought an expansion from Best Buy because I got it on an employee discount, and then I couldn't actually add it to my. I couldn't add the key to my Steam account. Oh. Um, I ended up returning it and then buying it on Steam. Um, hmm. I ended up just returning it for a Steam gift card and then buying it on Steam. Um, but anyway, so keep that in mind. I think probably the best way to to install it and run it on Linux is probably through the Steam Play feature. Um, and uh. Yeah, that's to what give I you a little say. bit of yeah, I think that's probably the best results. Um, so just to give you a little bit of background on my installation and 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 my performance, um, I'm running Linux Mint twenty dot one and uh, Cinnamon Edition, and um, I my kernel is the kernel that you recommended to me. The it's the five ten kernel, but it's the Zan mod kernel build, um, and uh, I also am running the four sixty graphics. Um, for for Nvidia, and I think you have a similar a similar build. Yeah. Oh, but you're just running the stock kernel. Well, oh. there's a little story behind that. I okay. did have the Zanmod kernel installed, but when I got my new processor, I was having a ton of issues trying to figure out how to get the Nvidia. Um, it wouldn't build the DKMV for Nvidia, so mm-hmm. it would just be like um software rendered, and I couldn't get anything to work. So I just purged everything and i just installed the regular kernel and it seems to work so i just left it (laughs) that's my whole story it worked beforehand with my 2600 no problem and everything was fine but now with the 5800 
Yeah, no. <laughs> I just kept it I'm, on the stock. I'm curious if um, my performance would change if I went back to the stock kernel because um, I did like a before and after test, not with ESO, but with mm-hmm. uh, it was it was actually with Counter Strike, which probably runs fine on either kernel. <laughs> yeah, you're talking um, hundreds of frames different, <laughs> like you're in six hundreds <laughs> or something like that. It's like yeah. who cares at that point? <laughs> yeah, it's probably not even worth the test, but um, but I, I I got a very minimal improvement on the right. the Zan mod. So I I, I, I have a similar. I, I actually have the opposite thing where I actually got less on on Zan mod. Than I did on the stock kernel. Yeah. On just, just like one and a half frames. It was literally like one and a half frames, but I still got less. Next time I think I'm going to, or next time I do a clean install, I'm going to, I'm going to try some tests without the Xan mod and we'll see. We'll see how different it is. But for now I have it and it's not giving me any trouble. I don't, I don't think I'm losing performance. No, it it has no, it didn't really make a big enough difference to notice. That's the thing. (laughs) If it was anything for me. Um, and then, uh, so installed via Steam. I am using the Glorious Egg Roll, uh, and I know you were having some trouble installing Glorious Egg Roll. Well, I thought it was that, but it's actually Kingdom Come Deliverance that it won't work with. With um, Elder Scrolls, it works fine mm. right off the bat, no problem. <clears throat> and it okay. starts and everything, and it works. And uh, so that's that's a custom build of Proton. So it's a uh, Proton six point one, but it's the Glorious Egg Roll build. Um, and, uh, we, we talked about it last week. I'm sure Glorious Hegger will come up a few times. <laughs> He's just this guy on the internet that made a custom Proton that everybody uses. Um, but that's what's great about Linux is just some dude on the internet yep. can make an awesome Proton build and everybody uses it. And it works. Um, and, it, and it works. It makes things a lot better. Yeah, it works because you can turn on the DXVK async feature. Yep. Um, which you told me you got like 11 extra frames per second at least in on the my city on my other yeah yeah I'm with my 2600 i at least got 11 to 15 frames per second better with that versus just regular um proton yeah i think i feel like i got the same uh, performance because um where i did my testing was um if you play outer scrolls there's a section just outside of every major. Well, I don't know that it's every major city, but it's in like three major cities. There's a there's a section outside where you can pick up these daily um these daily quests um to run a dungeon. And then you get a key and use the key to buy better gear. Um, and so a lot of people hang out there. That's just like a common place people go. And in that section where I figured the most people were, and there's people like you know casting spells and doing all their you know stuff. I did my test in that area so that I would get I would get the worst performance possible. Right, right. And and even there, I feel like I I, I feel like turning uh, DXVK async using that in the uh, in Steam. There's a way to add an extra argument when you launch the game, and um, adding that there, it seemed to give me about ten frames per second. I think I went um, from like thirty eight to close to fifty. Um, yeah, and that makes a huge difference when you're down at like 30 frames per second. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah, why, yeah. Like I hate, I yeah. hate when people are like, "What's a 10 frame per second difference?" Well, yeah, when you're at 100 frames versus 110, it makes no difference. But when right. you're at 30 versus 40, that's a huge difference. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Um, but yeah, that that made a really big difference. So yeah, out in the world or in a dungeon, you're gonna see, you're gonna probably see an even bigger performance increase. But yeah. Um. That was a really good thing to point out. You at first could not launch the game. You were having trouble. Oh, that's and right. It turned out to be because 
the game needed to be in windowed full screen mode. It wasn't. I, I was it. Was it because it couldn't launch? I couldn't remember. Is it because it couldn't launch, or was there some problem? I think I was having performance issues. That's what it was. That's what it was. So, oh yeah, I remember now. Performance yep. issues. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, so it's good. Having, I forgot about this. <laughs> you were having performance issues, and then you changed that, and it gave you a huge bump too. Right. Yeah. My, I, I think it was like I think every like ten seconds it was stuttering. It would just stop for a second, and then it would keep going. Yeah, and at first we thought it was a network issue. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what it turned out to be. So, uh, I guess, I, I think that's probably a must. I think that yeah. if you're going to try to play the game at all, you probably need yeah, to switch I totally it to forgot about screen. that. I totally um, forgot about that. And it's probably even better on windowed, but of course you want it full screen. So, windowed yeah. full screen. Right, right. And uh, I, I wrote down a note here that during the installation, um, it kept going to like a black screen. And all I could see was the buttons on the screen. But of course, you know, I just assumed that I'm supposed to hit next. And so I just clicked next, <laughs> uh, even though I couldn't read it. Um, and so I just wanted to point that out. If you're installing the game and you, and you hit that, don't get scared. It'll work. And it yeah. won't have any trouble and install yep. without issues. Yeah. Um, and then I also noted that in the past, I had an issue where the game launcher would come up and it would get, it would freeze at that logging in, um, screen. That seems to have completely been resolved for me. I think that was actually an issue on my side. Mm-hmm. Um, not anything related to... I don't think anybody else run into that problem. I think that was just me. Because I did not have it this time around. So, so yeah. It's definitely... Uh, I think it's definitely playable on oh, uh, yeah, ESO. Yeah. I, on uh, Linux. I, I feel like they actually give it a gold rating on the ProtonDB. Sh- it should almost be, be platinum. I'm, I think it should be platinum. I mean, it was so easy to install. I'll look it up real quick so we can... It was gold last I looked. Oh, really? But it sh- I think it should be platinum because I never had an issue like getting it running, I should say. The performance, once it's running, is questionable at points, but to get it to work, I, I didn't have any issue. Yeah, it, it, it is gold. And, oh, wow. Uh, So the first... I, I, just, I feel like I got to point this out. The first <laughs> negative review is somebody saying they had my issue. Worked fine until until the launcher got stuck on loading. Um, and uh, I played this game, Proton429, out of the box uh, over one year ago in the beginning of February. Da, 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 da. Maybe um, maybe for, for hmm. the future episodes, we should look into the Proton reviews and all that stuff for each game if, if we're using Proton to play them. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I normally actually do look at that, but I didn't think of noting anything for the show. That's a really good yeah. point. We should do that in the future. Um, but, yeah, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I, I that's the problem I was having at one time. And for whatever reason, it was it, I, I didn't have it this time. I wonder what's different. I wonder what's different. Um, I probably was not on Linux Mint then. So maybe it wasn't. Uh, maybe it was Arch-based instead of Debian-based. I'm not sure. But anyway, I know... Uh, we need to get out of here. Uh, we ran pretty long, and I hope we yeah. didn't rush the uh, the game review too much. Um, this is the this is the first episode. We're still working on this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we ran. I think we ran the news a little too long. I think that's the that was the that was the key. Well, the only thing I want to add to the review of of um, Elder Scrolls is that with my with my new processor, I went from a Ryzen five twenty six hundred to a Ryzen uh, seven fifty eight hundred X. I went from about thirty five frames per second in a crowded area in Elder Scrolls to over eighty frames per second. 
Yeah, I think this is my problem, man, because in the cities, I could not get all the way up. It to seems like it. It really does, because I, 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 was, I was thinking maybe I was going to get 45, 50 at most. And when I was, like, consistently at 80, I was like, this is like, yeah, and now I can play this game on Linux with no problems at all. I think we as gamers put way too much stock in the performance of our graphics cards. <laughs> yeah, and that's the truth. There's a whole lot more to be said for the CPU. And some games are op- optimized, right. or most games are optimized to one or the other. Yep, and, and um, some games are more CPU intense because, like for Elder Scrolls, it's got to track every one of the other characters. So the more characters on the screen, the more it has to mm. track them, and that's why it hits the CPU so hard. So the more CPU you got... Uh, you can make the game look ultra realistic and have no other players on the field and it, it your graphics card would be hit hard your cpu would be nothing but add some players on there and your cpu would be maxed out if you didn't have a good that's one that's a good point that's a really good point yeah cuz uh yeah i find that with most mmos that it's it's cpu heavy so anyway uh what game do you want us to review next uh please uh let us know uh, right now, the, the best way to contact us is either through the Mintcast disc- Discord. If you go to, uh, I got a link to it in the show notes, but if you join the Mintcast Discord, go to the Linux Gaming section. We watch that. And um, also, if you email me, uh, bo at mintcast.org, email Josh, Josh on tech at mintcast.org. Does that actually work, by the way, Josh? I actually emails? was going to ask you to figure <laughs> out how the heck do I get to my emails. <laughs> All right. I'll help you with that. Okay. Like, I, with that. I, I totally don't know how to get into it because I'm like, oh, I got an email. Okay, so where is it? <laughs> All right, I'll help you with that. I'll help you with that. And uh, and uh, stay tuned uh, for the next episode. Thank you very much for listening. Peace. Peace.